0: Welcome to a diabolical, as uh, Eric said right before we started recording, episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger?
1: And you got me, Berg?
0: Yes, we are. It's just us boys, so of course we're going to talk about the boys. The boys. The boys. Diabolical. But before we get to that, before we get to that, I have a few things I want to talk about beforehand. First thing, yay or nay on this week's episode of um, Obi-Wan. Eh. what
1: (laughs) Eh, Uh, okay
0: i was about to say the internet's against this episode i'm all for it because of one scene and one scene alone that i got to see in live action and it was the i'm not gonna say what was going on but where the lights went out with the with the two stormtroopers yeah that 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 alone that was cool that uh, because that was something from a uh the star killer um force Unleashed, one of the video games that that was a trailer was. He was captured and the lights went out and you just saw the sabers ignite in the dark as he attacked stormtroopers. It was really cool. Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. So, that in live action, I was like, "Awesome. I'm down for this." This was cool. I it it's the it's the I I guess this this is the moment cuz we got two episodes left in that. So, this is the Hero's Call to Call to Action. I guess now, like, actual call yeah. to action. It's the whole, like, he was called to action, but now he's he's ready to be a hero again. Yeah. So there is that. Um. On a side note, I didn't prep you for this, but did you watch the trailer for Black Adam? I did. And thoughts?
1: It looks like a CGI fest superhero thing, certainly enough. But it's got The Rock in it, and I love The Rock, so uh, I'm intrigued.
0: I, w- I saw it, and I was like, wow, I think this is the first time I've been like, a DC movie. I'm interested.
1: Yeah. I it, it, There was something where he was misquoted or something like that, or he said something. He goes <laughs> – there's a meme going around for a hot second about it where he's – apparently The Rock said something like, <laughs> they didn't use any cg in the movie or something like that <laughs> and everyone's like some guy was like in hey, the thread on tw- i think it was on twitter it was was going nuts and this guy was like yeah i was on set i, I saw i saw the rock actually flap and and shoot a lightning ball out of his hands he killed like 30 people <laughs> on set and <laughs> we had to help filming for a couple of days <laughs> uh i I, like I said i'm excited for this
0: i am like this actually looks really good i am I'm, I'm on board with with what's going on here like i want to go see this movie which is rare because with most dc movies i'm like meh like i still haven't it, seen it aquaman looks,
1: it looks like he, it, aquaman was was okay it and that's
0: what people right. keep saying and i'm like i don't yeah. want to see it for that reason
1: <laughs> yeah no it was it was it was it was decent um wasn't wasn't my favorite movie but it was definitely better than uh, some other things that i've seen in the dc extended universe mm-hmm.
0: so the other and this is weird because i know if you listened to the previous episode of zygnus there was a heavy implication on we would be talking about invincible well i watched some of the boys diabolical and was like hmm and then i was like you know what we could save the invincible discussion closer to when they actually are going to be releasing like a trailer or something Because in a true twist of irony, fate, and everything coming together in coincidence, they announced, I think it was yesterday, that The Boys is officially renewed for a fourth season.
1: Oh, nice. I didn't even hear that. That's great.
0: Yes. So, they are officially renewed. So, I guess that is the vagueness of us discussing, no, not the show, which um, I have not watched, but... Due to me watching a ton of, like, comic book-related, like, stories on each of the characters and everything, I have gotten vague plot stuff for the most recent season spoiled. But you've been watching it, so are you up to date? I have been. Yay or nay I am, on this I am, season? I'm
1: I, I, I absolutely loving this season. It's It's been great. In fact, I actually just watched the new episode, like, less than, like, it was like eleven o'clock last night, so less than twelve hours prior to recording, I watched it. So it's fresh in my mind, and it it was it was great. It's, I, it's been really good. I will catch up on it. I promise I will. But
0: it's it's just it's one of those things. It's not it's something that like I think when I originally watched it, I watched the entire first season and ninety percent of the second season. So that's why I'm I
1: like think it's I'm, about where I was.
0: Yeah, and I'm like I kind of like watching this. Like as one spurt, even though it's coming out weekly. So yeah,
1: because didn't, didn't you and I start at about the same time? Yeah, I think we did. I I think it I was think we might have even been discussing it, and it just for like so some like someone brought it up in the discussion we were both in, and we're like, "Oh, we should check that out." And then I think yep. we just
0: yep, did it it it, it kind of just rolled that way. And and as always, if Ellie is not here, we will talk about the boys, or if we have to do a quick audible on an episode, which that was the other way we got to talk about the boys that one time. <laughs> so. With that being said, The Boys Diabolical is an animated anthology series that uh, ne- not God Amazon put out, um, which was done by a ton of different, very talented individuals and some surprising individuals that was like, huh? Yeah. But my question to you, Eric, is this. Did you cheat beforehand and check the tomatoes of this?
1: I did not.
0: All right. So what do you think the tomato meter is at for this?
1: As a whole, mm. I'm gonna go with eighty-five. Eighty-five. All right. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> ninety-seven. Good. Okay. I went low. I, I lowballed it, but I think ninety-seven is a very well deserved. Now, score. now the audience score, which as we know. There's
0: a very fresh tomato, and sometimes with fresh tomato comes soggy popcorn. Mm. This is, I don't believe you can do this. This is over-buttered popcorn at 72%. While good, you'll regret it later, if that makes any sense. (laughs) So so 70, I I can understand why people don't like this. As a whole, it's good. There are definitely, in my opinion, there's highs and lows in this.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure
0: which we will get to, I think let's start it off with... I mean, we're going to go through each one of these. I mean, not in dire detail, but just kind of an overview. But out of these... Let's see here. I'm making sure I'm getting this right. Eight episodes. Yes. Which one of these was your least favorite, Eric?
1: My least Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm hitting you with the least favorite, and we will reveal huh. your most favorite through the actual discussions. Yes, yes, yes. I yes.
1: need to go... I need to go through and see because honestly, there wasn't one that I really, I personally liked. All of them, I thought all of them had redeeming qualities to them. Um, gosh, I'm looking through the list, and like every time I'm like, "Oh, it's this one," I'm like, "Oh, maybe it's maybe it's not so much." Um, ah, least favorite. I mean, really, you know, I might go with the. I hate saying this because I really did love this one but the very first one the la- the Laser Babies day out. Shocker.
0: Shocker to me. I figured that would be in your favorite because of its Well, it's
1: it's homaging to like 5060s yes. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't dislike this one at all. Like, I actually really like it a lot, but I liked all of them. That's the thing. I didn't dislike any of these. And the only reason I think I didn't – I would maybe say this one was my least favorite was because it was the first one out of the gate. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm trying to look at at it from a more detached perspective where I could see this being a big turnoff for people going like, oh, I wanted the boys. And this was like a Looney Tunes cartoon. I loved that it was like a Looney Tunes cartoon, but it was such a, I feel like it was a weird one to start off on. Like, I felt like it would have maybe been better a few episodes in. I guess maybe I'm saying it's my least favorite in terms of placement. Mm. Um, But because because legitimately, I loved this one. I thought it was fantastic. Just as I liked all of them, I really truly thought every one of them had something To offer, and I mean, yes, there were things that I liked better in some, things I liked worse than others. But I mean, I mean, there wasn't one I disliked.
0: All right, and see, I put you in a hard spot here because I said I liked all these. I just have one that was just kind of like meh about, even though it has the I think best voice cast. If that's it's it's weird because it like has the best voice cast, but I was just meh on the story. If that makes any sense. Um. Each of these was also written, and and has a phenomenal like it. It is an all star packed ensemble of different stuff. So mine would have been Nubia versus Nubia, or Nubian versus yeah. Nub- yeah. And it's it's got Don Cheadle, it's got Joe DiMaggio, phenomenal voice cast in it. It's just the story. I'm just kind of like meh on it. It, it just was just kind of like in the mid. It, it was a. It was a weird palate cleanser after what I suspect might be close to Eric's favorite, which was the Aquafina one.
1: Oh, um, by far, I, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and a weird Andy Samberg vehicle that came after that, which I yeah, he, then he was in like he had like two lines in, and that was it. And no, he wrote it though. Like that's the weird thing. Like yeah. I did not expect. Like if you told me Andy Samberg wrote one of these, that would not have been the one I picked.
1: Yeah, so, and I think that was and that made sense afterwards because I I, I didn't I didn't re- I didn't realize it was him at first. I mean, I would have as soon as I saw I my TV when when you pause it, it does a thing where it'll pull up IMDb and it'll show like cast and stuff like that. Yeah, and I just happened to pause. I get the episode started. and I had to pause it real quick, and I just looked up and I was like, "Wait, Andy Samberg? What the what?" <laughs> and then afterwards, when it when it got to the credits, it showed that he wrote it. I was like, "Huh."
0: Yeah, ex- it, it, that 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 was one I was like. It didn't place it for me because, like, we're used to Andy Sandberg doing a lot of other different stuff, which I, he was involved with. The, I, there, there's a lot of people that are involved in this that were also involved with the whole uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which have you seen that yet? Oh, yeah, you have. Yes,
1: yes. It Phenomenal. was amazing. Phenomenal.
0: Phenomenal. We will discuss that at some point. Absolutely. At some point. There's a lot of people that are involved in this that are also involved in that. And weirdly enough, there's a lot of people that are involved in this that are also going to be involved in the upcoming film uh, Renfield. Which have you looked up anything on Renfield yet, Eric? I'm I have you heard the... of it, but i
1: I have not. I've not really looked anything up on it.
0: Okay, so the only reason I'm bringing that up is one: it's Nicholas Cage as Count Dracula. So just understand that that exists. Uh, yeah. Ben sounds Swartz, amazing. Ben Swartz, uh who is in this in the Laser Baby, he does a voice which I'm like, I think it's just grunting <laughs> sounds, so right. it's weird, but. <laughs> Sonic himself will be also in that. Aquafina also will be in that. So there's a lot of weird crossover with, the, with this and that Thanks. upcoming weird movie. I guarantee you we will discuss on Zygnus. But anyway, so the first one, Baby Laser Baby's Day Out. Uh, this was a more traditional, classic, American animated. Uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg <laughs> wrote this and the door randomly opens.
1: That was you, right? Oh, that was my chair. That was my okay, chair. Okay, okay. Because I was like, there's <laughs> yes. no one in here right now. So please let that have come through your end. It's spooky
0: um, Which we will get to weird ghost stuff soon. Uh, I This one was one. The amount of grotesque gore in this was amusing to yes. me.
1: Go ahead. Go
0: ahead. I feel like you are about uh, to say I would, something. I would,
1: no no no, I was just I was just agreeing with you on that.
0: Uh it's it, it is what would actually happen if um if when Tom and Jerry chased each other or Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd actually had the interactions with real life repercussions. <laughs> this was good and I do admit like to your thing it was one that's a weird right out of the gate. It was good. It was something that I felt like brought me back to a weird, like animaniacs level of stuff, but then with like realistic consequences from all of it.
1: Yeah. They did a really good job emulating the sort of like, there was a Chuck Jones kind of look to it. Mm -hmm. Um, The baby reminded me very much of Cindy Lou, who from, from uh, the Grinch. Mm -hmm. And it also kind of reminded me a bit of that early nineties, like all the Steven Spielberg, Warner brother cartoons, like it very much had that kind of, like you said, animaniacs, tiny tunes, Tricozoid kind of style to it. Um, and I, and I loved that it was, there was no spoken word in it. They portrayed everything through actions or like incidental, um, visuals and stuff like that. But I do think it was, and, and yeah, and that's what sort I of thing. I love this one. I thought it was hilarious as someone who enjoys that era of animation and that style of animation. I, I loved it, but it was a very weird one to start, start off on.
0: Yeah. Um, moving on then moving on the next one which do you know the title of it off top of your head because i do have the official title in front of me
1: uh let me see an animated short where pissed off soups kill their parents you
0: you you have the thing right in front of you don't
1: you i do okay i do (laughs) uh
0: but yes that that by the way if it's not gonna be obvious already uh, mature content ahead. We probably will say <laughs> <The> Justin <laughs> Roiland one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ma- 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 mature content from here on out, everybody. Just, just going with that. Um, yeah, the Justin Roiland one. Um, this was what made me want to watch this because I, I was kind of like meh, and then I saw that I was like, oh, the Justin Roiland's in this. I'm gonna watch it. And this one, <sighs> it's weird because I have a favorite, and I have like my favorite written one, if that makes any sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: this is my favorite written one because it's big ba- i i found that justin roiland's humor cuts to my core sometimes yeah of like mm-hmm. i thoroughly enjoy it and i think the most justin roiland moment it, it, there was a few but there was one big one was papers
1: yes well i mean it's especially because he voiced <laughs> yeah he voiced he, papers and, he, but it was you're right it was so like morty like like, uh, and, of course, he looked like a Super Saiyan. Basically, he's yep. ripped, and his hair—his golden hair—was up, and the papers were swirling. <laughs> I—oh, they're behind this thing. Oh, yeah, you probably heard him back there uh, because I had all the papers going. I—I <laughs> I just loved
0: the. Oh, I—I—I—I was not introduced in the beginning, but but here I am. I'm, I'm papers. I can find any paper anywhere, and it was just like the dumb, like out of a group of people with dumb powers. That was very near the top of the dumbest, and yeah. I I was just like perfect. There, there was that the narrator actually being a character
1: whose abilities were to narrate, and his voice and it was voiced by Christian Slater. Yeah,
0: it it was it was seriously like, like I said, this one was so dumb and so great at the same time, and also it was everyone who had the crappiest superpowers possible too.
1: Yes, So, and I, I, lo- I love when um, – so, so years ago – I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here. So years ago when I was in college and I took a screenwriting class, we were talking to um, our professor one day, and I can't remember how it came up, but we talked about um, something with superheroes and like doing – we were talking about like doing something with like superheroes with useless powers, and he brought up this whole thing like – don't make them useless powers like if they make useless powers but actually make them seem like they're legitimate threats and i thought this was a good example of that it wasn't just like oh they have stupid powers like they use their stupid powers Mm. and and i think that's a good use of that and and that also goes into the show and i think i brought it up before on here we've probably talked about it before but um misfits the british show Mm. um like there was a whole episode about someone who got lactokinesis the power over dairy products and he was probably like one of the most terrifying characters on the entire series so i think this is a great example of useless power quote-unquote useless powers actually showing that they're pretty useful
0: also um as as i text to eric this is going to be the most references to hootie and the blowfish i think (laughs) also the fact that that comes up as like a um the 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 montage of vengeance is done over a hootie and the blowfish song and it's great because i i love when it's the i I can't remember it's speakerhead or something where it's it's his family and everything starts shaking they're like oh god no and he just busts in and just blows their brains out by turning up the music too loud yeah like Mm -hmm. this was one of the best ones i i was about to say which one of these was your favorite useless power or quote-unquote unquote I love,
1: power. I, I love the guy who was just like water and, and with the colors of the of the Mexican flag. <laughs> it was like what? I I think my favorite
0: one. This was ironic because I did not know this until I was looking it up. Boob face or booby face was voiced by Kevin Smith. Voiced by Kevin Smith. Yes. Yeah, and it was just it's just such a it was such a weird power and just such a weird. Thing because they went to his mother and his mother's like in a cottage stowing, you know, uh, <laughs> clothes together for needy children and everything. And they have the one character, flashback. Who, yeah, flashback, <laughs> who gives them a flashback. Like it was, it was seriously like the most weirdly written, but in my opinion, funniest one because of just how random it out there just everything was in it. Like I said, for me, my favorite written one, not my favorite one overall, if that makes sense. Yes. I, I just, I just makes love sense. how well written it was, and just yeah. all the jokes. Every one of the jokes landed for me perfectly. Yeah. Like,
1: like it was great. It was great. And as a, and as a Rick and Morty fan, yeah. Like it just it, that humor, Justin Roiland's humor was very evident in that, and it. But it see, and it, and it was very evident that there was Rick and Morty DNA in that, but it felt perfectly at home in the universe of the boys it it did it did it it worked really well and um on that
0: note my next this might ruin my hand a little bit next one was my favorite one overall
1: and you know what i was actually going to say in terms of just actual content this might have been my least favorite one really yeah all right the
0: next one is i'm your pusher which is the one written by Garth Ennis, who, if that r- reminds you of anybody, he's the one who came up with the actual comic, The Boys. And this art style is done basically exactly like the comic book. Uh, Butcher confronts a um, drug dealer for the Vought Soups and blackmails him into giving one, basically overdosing one of the superheroes who's putting on a performance at the time, who is also voiced by Michael Sarah, random. Um,
1: everybody, I didn't, I didn't notice that one. I didn't notice until just now when I was looking at the cast. That was, I, knew, I knew Karen Calkin was in it. Yeah, because I did the whole because I did the whole thing where I paused yesterday to see who the cast was, and it wouldn't load up properly except for Karen Calkin. it was the only one I saw, so I didn't catch any of the other ones. Um, also, everybody who is
0: an actual character from The Boys does the voice of their character in this. Um, except
1: it says Jason Isaacs does Billy Butcher, and not oh right right, right, right,
0: right. sorry 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 every one of the soups. Does their actual voice. Queen Maeve and And
1: um, Homelander. Simon Pegg is Huey this time.
0: Yes, Simon Pegg is Huey, who Simon Pegg was what we Huey was based on in the comics. And Billy Butcher has the thickest amount of accent possible in this as well. (laughs) Uh, Which... I I had to watch this with subtitles, just because they were automatically on, but also to understand half the crap he was saying, which was great. I like this because... It it's something to where I'm kind of hit or miss with the art style of the boys. Cause I don't like the over realism, but for some reason in animation, I think it worked for me. Like when yeah. I've been watching a lot of the like character development, stuff like that, or, you know, who the characters are in the boys versus who they are in the mood, in the thing. And I'm like, eh, the art style is kind of here there. This I just liked, cause it was just such a crazy story of just, ODing a superhero that then like goes and basically kills himself and somebody else in a massive display of how soups are in, inco- this is basically what they do in the comics more or less. Like yeah. in, in the show it's, it's a more weird thing in the comics. They're kind of trying to undermine superheroes at every
1: turn. Mm-hmm. So I okay, like I didn't, th- I didn't dislike it, but it's just I, I, I as we got to it, like when I was scrolling through when you asked me originally my least favorite one, like I just completely skipped over it. Like it was just sort of like eh. so for me, it wasn't that it was bad. It was just the I guess because it was played so straight, I guess, because the anime because you're right. It looks very much like the comic style. And I guess for me, it just kind of was like. OK, here's another one, but you know what? I think it honestly would have been a good first episode.
0: Uh I agree. I agree. Switch
1: places with yeah. this one and the first one, and I think you got the order set, because I think this one does a good job. You have... It's almost because it is set before the events of the show, because Queen Maeve looks different, and you've got... Oh, no, no, uh, no, no, no. This
0: is This is based in the world of the comics. This is basically just something out of the comics version. Of Interesting. Because the comics are different. Maeve is blonde. Yeah. Well, then you, then you have
1: the... What was it, Jack from Jupiter. Yep, Jack from who Jupiter. Who isn't even in the the show at least as actually a I, I see i
0: i have delved way too deep into behind the scenes <laughs> stuff and seeing stuff from <laughs> the comics and looking into like because i've found somewhere where they have like breakdowns of each character jack from jupiter is in the um the uh porno spoofs they do
1: interesting there's a
0: character that's got like that skin tone and has a cape on so that's like the only quote unquote showing of him so far within things. Hmm. He's basically cutie cookie cutter, super strength kind of power stuff, and is just one of the seven. Uh translucent, I think, replaced him.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. For the show. Because especially because how it and that okay, that makes sense. But how it starts with like in a comic book shop with him Mm -hmm. picking up the comic and then that's how it goes into the story. I think that would have been such a good way to start the entire series or anthology. Like that would just be such a good lead in. So I think it might be part of it. It might, I think it might've made more of an impression if it was like right there and not in the middle.
0: I, I said, I I like your idea and I, the the whole thing in the comics at at the beginning is them just being petty to get back at superheroes and, and butchers, in the con okay it's weird because in the comics all of them have powers all of the boys actually have powers but it's just basic durability slight strength increases stuff like that it's nothing drastic mm-hmm. um right. but butcher's quote-unquote power is just knowing everything <laughs> about somebody and that's why i liked it in this where he sat down he goes so where so where you had the bodies and the guy's like what the 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 kids bodies the 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 the, the kids buys you, you get for Ironclad. And it's like, what, what, it, like, just That the makes way, a lot
1: more sense.
0: Because in the comics, he, it, like I said, this was done by Garth Ennis. And this is, I swear, just you could have put this in the comics and it would have worked. Because it's just like something they would have done was under, in a way to undermine the the supers. And it works because, like I said, Butcher's biggest power is just knowing every single thing about some a, a situation mm-hmm. he's going into so that he can exploit it perfectly. Right. Which he kind of does in the show to an extent, too. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I like this one. I thought it was great. Michael Cera is the great wide wonder. Did not know that until I legitimately saw it on the thing as well. But I, <laughs> like I said, I, I liked it. Um, I guess the next one for me, uh, Boyd in
1: 3D was
0: kind of vaguely close to my like meh
1: yeah. realm. I liked, the, I liked the concept of how it played out and escalated. And then at the end, it was all in his mind. Yeah. I, was it? That's the, that was the impression I got. I got the impression that because as soon as his face started hurting, then it went into him being like super handsome. And then it played out and blah, 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 blah. And then it went back. And when it showed his face all messed up and then his head exploded. To me, that was, that was how I saw it. I, I saw it as all of that was happening like in his mind. It was sort of like, here's what he thought was gonna happen and how it was gonna play out, and then it escalated, and then in, in actuality, and because that's when they were like, oh, we put too much compound V in.
0: There's silence here because I'm trying to grasp this because <laughs> I didn't think about it like that, but it works. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of dumbfounded right now. Cause I was not, I was, I was going into this with a completely different thing I was about to say, and now I'm like, huh.
1: Interesting <laughs> I'm, I, That was how I am That was how I inferred the end But it took me a second Because at first I was like Oh he he went back Because he's out But then I was like Well they did the whole thing Where like they sued They were, or they were in breach of contract And then they didn't have A good relationship With Vought anymore And it was like It was like Oh he was back there To get more And then I was like Well no he wouldn't be back If he had such a bad experience And it like ruined his life And then I was like Oh no this is This is what's This is what happened
0: Wow I didn't even think about like Eric, you completely <laughs> derailed this yeah. out of just me, just not knowing how to take this. Cause now I'm like, wow, that kind of changes it. Um, yeah, doesn't it? I mean, the, 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 the overall story is, is basically, um, you have a care, you have the one character that wants to of course talk to the girl next door. He has a letter that he got by accident and everything. And, She's not happy with herself. He's not happy with himself. And they basically come together of the fact that Bot gives them this cream that allows them to have their outward self look I mean, their yeah, their outward self look like what their inner self feels they are. She gets ears and a tail and becomes more cat-like. He just becomes like an Adonis. And they basically fall in love. And like, have this fairy tale life that eventually falls apart and everything. Like, cliche. It's all of this is very cliche, but I think it's like, it, it's a weird storytelling device. And now that you said that, it messes with everything because I'm like, oh, great. It's just, <laughs> he didn't have any of this happen. But what happens in the end is they run out of the compound V. They end up basically back living next to each other and kind of realize that they like each other as they were before they used the cream. And then flash cut to the one guy's face melting apart and his head blowing off. Which, like I said, I have to watch again, but I'm like, the way you just told it makes way more sense. Yeah. Dang. I you know what this moves up on my list just because of your
1: perception of it. <laughs> that that was that you know that was my thing when when I was watching. I'm like, oh, this is a, this is an interesting way of, of showing the compound V. Not so much for super heroics until they got to the, their fight, but even then, it was just for their their vanity. Uh, and then when it got to the end, and it was like, oh, this is all his like if life flash, his his what if life flashing before his eyes before his head explodes. I'm like, okay, I dig this.
0: Like I said, I I did not go into it with that at all. I, I and like I said, it changes it, but it changes it, in it as it it elevates it for me now to a little bit higher up. Yeah. Because I'm like, huh, that's 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 really good storytelling then. Whereas before, it's a cliche story, and now it's a cliche story masked behind a possible twist that I didn't even catch. So shame
1: on me. But uh, I mean, overall, the art style's nope. okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was very stylized, very like pencil, pencil drawing mm-hmm. kind of uh, stuff. So I thought it was another good way to throw in yet another distinguishing. wasn't my favorite one, but I, I still like it. It was the, how it was stylized. I like the use of the um, the emojis kind of floating out of their phones yeah. and stuff when things were going well, and then it was like the X and the poop emoji and stuff like that coming out when when things were going bad. And they were getting in fights and everything like that.
0: I um, I, I, I like that aspect of showing like. What 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 a what a I guess internet celebrity lifestyle can be. Yeah, these, these and then massive ups and downs.
1: Yeah, and of course, Emily V. Gordon is 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 as her role as Aaron, the mm-hmm. the one PR person for for Vaught, and then her husband Kumail Nanjiani is one of the scientists at the beginning,
0: who has also um, been in Obi Wan,
1: mm-hmm. and. Mean? Yes, he was in Obi Wan, and he was unfortunately in the Eternals.
0: Ugh. Um, I, I, I was I was scared you were gonna bring it up. I'm like, I know he's gonna bring it up. I know it's coming. <laughs> um, disgusting. Speaking of disgusting, uh, Eric, I'm gonna let you field the next one because I, I feel oh like you are just gonna God. have the time of your you are you are gonna have a um pardon this term but a pig and shit time with this.
1: <laughs> Indeed, I am. BFFs, the fifth episode. Uh starring and I think written. No, yes. she did not write it. But did she write it? Yeah, she did. She did uh, Aquafina. Yeah. I love Aquafina. I'm I'm gonna say I love her. I think she's hilarious. And I didn't, and this is again this is another one where I didn't realize because they were supposed to be kids at the beginning, and her voice is she's an adult, so her voice is deeper. I was like, Who is that? And then when I paused it, I was like, Oh, that's Aquafina, and then of course I was like, Oh, well. That makes sense uh but anyway she's this girl who is is new to town and she's met up with these two just horrible mean girls who she wants to desperately be their friend they're like you need to buy his pot and she gets it from this dealer who has pot but also has some compound b uh she ends up drinking it and then the next morning she poops and she has a sentient poop named Ariola, <laughs> and uh and then uh the deep comes and uh he steals it and wants to and for Vaught, and they want to experiment on it. And then, um, uh, her name is Sky. Yes, it's yeah. Sky. Uh, they uh, they bring her in and question her, and she ends up stealing Ariola back. And then, to escape, she flushes Ariola. They go into the sewer with uh, where Deep confronts them. And then she realizes that she also does have powers. She has the power to control poop, <laughs> and uh, she uses her poop army against the Deep. And it was amazing. Uh, this this one was hilarious this just the very cutesy anime style mm-hmm. to just the ridiculousness of a sentient army of poop of course you you, you know me a my good poop jokes uh, i was cracking up the whole time i was like this is this is amazing plus it had the deep in it so we have that again we have that connection to the show
0: yes also the the deep is a voice of course voiced by his actual um, yes Self, and Seth Rogen appears. Seth in this. Seth Rogen is the drug dealer. Yep, which I'm like, wow, real, real far out there, cat. Um, I what, what are the one of my favorite scenes is him controlling the shark though, and he goes, you, you, you can do whatever you want. And yes, it's, and, and you, and I, I, love that it's there's like there's like a slight cutaway, and it smash cuts back to the guy getting eaten by the shark because you think it's gonna cut away. Yes, and it just shows it, and I'm like, it, I. Aquafina did a great job in this. I I think her voice is is very much instantly recognizable as a woman that sounds like she smoked over a hundred and fifty thousand packs of cigarettes in a day, but also has a very iconic voice. I don't I don't know I if she gonna... does smoke, but it's just she has that very gravelly sound to her voice. It's very quickly noticeable as not only this, but also Shizu in um, Raya and the Last Dragon. I'm not getting yeah.
1: that right. Yeah. No, hey, I am. That's it. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, I'm going to blow your mind with something. I saw this is a, a little bit of a tangent, but I never thought about this. And then I saw it, I think, on Reddit. And then I, I'm like, how did I never hear this before? Someone was like, if you think about it, Aquafina and Miley Cyrus have the exact same voice.
0: I need to hear Miley Cyrus more then.
1: Listen to her. Listen, next time you, you hear her talk, you're going to hear it and you're going to never not be able to unhear it. They truly have the same voice. That's sort of like kind of raspy smokery voice but and and kind of a a lower more alto range for a female voice like legitimately like i i had never once thought about that And as soon as i heard that it just clicked and i'm like yep they have the same voice they this very distinct voice these two people share it but anyway tangent over
0: <laughs> I, uh, I i was, i was about to say today's episode might just be in 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 honor of um honor of rick and morty zinger's mind blowers instead of marty's mind blowers because you're blowing my <laughs> mind with stuff I, I i i will look into that but i it's one of those things i'm like not at the moment but i will look into it uh like i said over, overall this one was funny with the saturday morning anime kind of style yeah. um i i i liked it it i i, I like the self-referentialness of the deep kind of the There's a scene where the deep's in the sewer and he's like, you're my domain. And then he kind of goes off on a tangent while he's in the middle of, quote unquote, about to fight this person about like water pollution and all this other stuff. And it's just funny because you hear it just going in the background. And the thing I love about that is someone wrote all that, recorded it, and it's just background. It is legit background noise. But it has to be cohesive enough to where if you pay attention to it, it all makes sense. So I don't know. It's just one of those things like a behind the scenes thing of somebody was paid to do this is amusing to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I, like I said, I, I knew instantly I'm like, yeah, this is going to be Eric's top pick.
1: <laughs> and I said, and I know Zinger's going to say, Eric, was this your favorite one? And I'm gonna be like, yeah,
0: <laughs> most definitely. I mean, it it, it it, lines up with everything. I, I like the way it was paced. I liked the, the Aquafina and I liked all the jokes in it. So well done. Definitely a good one. Now, the next one, as I said, this one was kind of meh for me because I'm like, the story... I, I While the voice cast, Don Cheadle, Joe DiMaggio, phenomenal voice cast.
1: John DiMaggio. Sorry. Did I, did I, did I, did I say Joe DiMaggio again? You did. I, the the dead baseball player is in it's this. It's so close. Yeah, he it is, is so <laughs> close.
0: Uh, Newbie versus Nubia. I just... This one was one I was just kind of like meh on. The animation was great. Um, John DiMaggio was instantly of course recognizable and had some funny moments as a superhero turned supervillain with hammers for hands. And the like I said, it was okay. I don't know if you have anything more about it. I just was like it's I, it's there. It's it's a cute little story that turns very dark very quick.
1: I I actually really like this one a lot. Really. I, I, I did. I did. I mean, I would I would put it maybe in like the the bottom of my top ones. I don't know. I I mean just for a number of things again, the voice cast is phenomenal. Um, anything with John DiMaggio. I mean, he's just fantastic. Uh, I, I thought I, I liked the concept of kind of going behind the scenes of Vought and oh. showing how some of their lesser superheroes, it, how a lot of it plays out like, like wrestling where some people think it's real, but it's really all scripted out. And cause the whole thing was like, that, he shows up and it's like, what are you doing? You're not even, you're not even part of our storyline this season. And, and, and I like seeing the, I and mean, we get some of it in the show and, but I like seeing kind of the, background domestic strife that these heroes are going for. It's not all sunshine and lollipops. And again, that's definitely evident more so in in the show as well. But I think this is a great idea of seeing like it's here, these, these superheroes who are, you know, they're on the Vought payroll, but they're not seven level. Yeah. And just kind of the strife. And then I think, I thought it was just cute seeing their, their daughter going to either their cute little daughter going to, big bad ground ground hawk to try and uh uh get him to to bring them back together and him being like i hate to break it to you but it's fake and she's like yeah i know um so I, I i just liked it i thought i thought it came together well i thought it was another unique angle to look at the universe of the boys eh, like i said everything was fine here this I just it
0: was just one of those things i'm like meh on it i mean it is interesting like, like you said it's interesting to see the behind the scenes stuff the, the 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 little girl trying to get her parents back together and then instantly regretting it too
1: um yeah. well, it was oh, great she ends with giving them the divorce papers
0: anyway. wanting the pony yeah um i i i said it, it it was fine it existed here uh this next one if, if we're talking about placement i think this one's placement Followed by what happened the next one is great placement for John yes. and Sun He. Which yes,
1: this, as we said This is probably my second favorite one.
0: Written by Andy Sandberg. Would never, yes. never in a million years have guessed no. it. Never would have no. guessed it. Like it it it's weird because it's too heartfelt, if that makes any
1: sense. No, 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 you're you're absolutely right. And it 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 was the one that really didn't have any humor in it. no. No, it was the one played the most serious and not at all. You're right of all of them. It is the one I if you had said, here are the eight. Here's a brief description. This, by the way, the seventh one, it has no humor in it. And it's like, which one of these do you think Andy Samberg wrote? I would have probably gone with any of the other ones besides this one.
0: I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal job on him.
1: It was fantastic.
0: It's just, it was something that, like, 100% agree with you. If you would give me a list, said Andy Samberg wrote one of these, which, and then a description, or shown me each of them, but I couldn't tell you, never would have guessed this one. I no. probably would have guessed Baby's Day Out. Like, for some reason, that, that spoke right. to me as possibly more <laughs> Andy Samberg-esque. But, I, or I guess with Dookie Mountain and all that stuff, maybe...
1: That, see, I would that would have been that would have been BFS would have been would have yeah. been my guess if I had to, if I had to take take
0: but, one. But this one, I mean, it's so well done. It's basically the story of uh, John and his wife, Sunhee, and uh she has uh cancer and he basically is trying to do anything to help save her, including going and stealing compound V. And what happens is it basically turns the cancer into like a super form of cancer that becomes sentient and on its own and is basically destroying everything but then she's able to get pa- she gets powers as well and i it's it's one of those things it's so well written in the sense of the moments where he's like well we can just go away we can call the cops we can you know just get 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 them to handle it we can go be together and she's like this is our responsibility yeah it, it is something that is he and and he's not a bad the the John character is not a bad character for wanting that no, at all no no it's it's just it's it's so well written and it's so well done it's something like I said I would not have expected from Andy Sandberg and I love it and it's kind of weird because I'm like I want to see more from him in I, this
1: style I, I, I absolutely and again, talking about speaking of style, like whereas BFF's had that very cutesy anime, this had that very serious anime mm. style. Very modern anime, very, very detailed. Like, uh, you know, the animation was very fluid. Um, it had that very Akira body yes. horror kind of stuff. I, I definitely, when the tentacles came out, got Akira vibes. I um, got more princess mononoke because that was too you know what I, I think i think the way the tentacles looked it was very akira like but the, when it was like eating the animals and stuff like that you're right very princess mononoke
0: yep yep which uh by the way i i'm staring at it because i have a comic book cover in front of me x-men number one from sometime in the 90s where it's got magneto on the cover and you brought up akira uh, yes <laughs> uh yay or nay on that decision by by the way since, since, since we are a amateur uh
1: death battle side side cast yeah it makes sense it makes sense uh, I, i'm fine with the outcome
0: i love me magneto one of my favorite characters hero villain whatever he is love him love him to death maybe because he's jewish maybe because of that but i love the character to death and i was like wow you you took the most bs reasons possible
1: for him to win this <laughs> and just ran with it also I, go ahead oh i was gonna say i think i think and I, they may have explained it but i think it came down to here's here's someone with like Crazy godlike powers, but he doesn't know how to control them. Whereas Magneto's powers, while not quite that level, he's so experienced and knows how to wield them. I always say it's like an assassin could do more damage with like a ballpoint pin than I could do with like the controls for a, for a nuclear bomb.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 that's and that's the thing. I, I love that they did that. I love, and like a death battle it has its moments. Has its moments. Yes. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it has its moments with stuff where they come up. I, I liked it because it did show that Magneto does have that like very phenomenal like level of control over his powers. Whereas, as you were saying with the milk and everything, like it's it's disturbing how much stuff you you learn can technically be connected to something that you never even thought would have that connection. But yes, side, side tangent. Um, going back real quick for a split second. The next fight is Hercules versus um, Sun Goku. No, Sun, 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 Sun Wukong. I don't know much about the actual Sun Wukong, so I don't know how to take that one.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes because obviously... Hercules is pretty strong. But then again, I mean, sun I don't know how I don't know how what the power scaling is like with sun Wukong. I mean, here we are bringing in actual Dragon Ball references. Yeah, yeah, weird. Weird weird
0: how we got to this and it's somehow vaguely relevant. Um final episode of this one, which in my opinion, while all of these are anthologies and technically could and could not exist in the boys universe, this one I feel 100% does.
1: Oh yeah, it's very much I think it this is meant to be like truly looking at Homelander's origin in the seven and a little bit into his actual gaining of his powers and psyche too. Cause yes. That's cause, yeah, more importantly. Yeah. um, <laughs> that's, His psyche is basically one of his powers. So.
0: Yeah. Not, non n- existent. Um, one plus one equals two. Uh, this one was done. I'm going to say very close to the, I'm not going to, not Tim Burton, the other one, the one that did all the, the Batman and Superman. And why well, can't I remember what their name is the, 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 the ones who did that, 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 that one universe that we all know where it's the big chested it's, it's very, yeah. it's close to that, but not exactly. It's close ish to that. And um, everyone who is in the show, who has their quote unquote live action counterparts does their own voice. If I'm remembering correctly, mm. yep. including, yep. Including, um, including um black noir, because he just doesn't talk. Yes, so of <laughs> course. because Black Noir. <laughs> just completely silent. Um, no, this one is really good. I-, I like this one. It's basically Homelander's first mission as one of the seven. And um, he's teamed up with Black Noir. He basically goes in thinking he's going to handle the situation. And this 100% shows why Omni-Man beat the living crap out of him in Death Battle. Yeah, I'm bringing it back to Death Battle. Bringing it back. Because they pointed out Homelander is just a bully, whereas Omni-Man is an actual warrior and understands situations. This was... Everything kept going wrong and piling up for Homelander, but somehow in the end he got out of it because as we know in the series and everything, they're all terrible people. And Black Noir basically helps him cover up what went wrong to make them look good in the end. I like this, um, and I don't know what, and you're going to get this reference, because it hasn't come up yet. I don't know what Amazon's deal with is in their animation of people getting the lower half of their jaw torn off.
1: You know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking they'd about. They'd love to do that. You know exactly <laughs> between, what I'm talking about, too. Between this and... and something, uh, else. something and else. Something else. Yes, something else.
0: Something else. And it's like... I've never had a fear of a body part getting removed, but that's like closely becoming a fear of like just my lower jaw getting ripped off.
1: It's a very specific fear, and it's becoming. I feel like this it's between you and me. I think I think a lot of people listening to this go, "Yeah, it's actually <laughs> this it, thing's pretty you true." You know what? You know it's it's it's, it's a very wrong, I don't know noise. how it will happen,
0: but it it because yeah. in both in both mediums that this has been presented it is as gory as you think it is.
1: Visceral. Yes,
0: and it is. It is just something, and I. There is a slight thing in the comics that this is related to, but I don't want to say anything in case you ever do read them. But it yeah, does involve I do homel- want to read them. It bit. does involve yeah, Homelander <laughs> and, 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 and a lower jaw, but I'm not gonna go on with that. So interesting. Okay. So it it's it's it is just interesting. I I, I like this how it just shows that one Homelander isn't all there together, and two he doesn't really know how to improvise or do stuff like the funny thing is the hostages are calling him out on like just how stupid he is yeah like the the whole him trying to overheat the gun and he's like that wasn't supposed to happen that way and she's like what did you think would happen right like it, it's one of the, it's it's weird because it's like i think of superman and i think of what would really happen if superman did half the stuff he did mm-hmm. and it, it was really well done the whole him fighting Black Noir, because Noir the entire time is just trying to tell him, hey, let's cover this up. And I guess that's what's on the note was him just basically saying, hey, let's say this. Yeah. And everything. Um, I, I, I liked all this. It was definitely something that, I mean, was very, like, gory and everything. And I, 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 I just like it as an origin for Homelander, just showing he's never been good at this. Yeah. At least and,
1: the the hero side of it, right? And and it goes and it really starts and it shows. I mean, we've seen it a lot, uh, but it really goes into the whole like Vought is sure they they're about superheroes, but they are a business, they are a corporation, mm-hmm. and they go into the PR aspect of superheroing. And I, without giving without getting into too much of it, that has played a lot into this current season of the boys. The PR aspect of it has been like really really prevalent.
0: Yeah, it, I is it? I don't know from this, the vague stuff I've seen, I, and I know that that's heavy in the comics too, is that the whole, like, their they're product technically to bought, so they can right. just kind of move on from them or try to salvage what they can, but if they're not making money or not making you know, what they need to, then they're not really relevant anymore. And, and that's, and and that was the thing presented in this is that, you know, Stillwell was sitting there telling him how, you know, you, you got your spotlight robbed from you. You know, why, why are they teaming you up with the new black noir and then putting that in his head to maybe try to get him to maybe off noir. And I, I like I said, I don't know what she was getting at with that, but I kind of felt like she was trying to be like, he's going to get in your way and knowing the kind of person he is, Maybe he might accidentally go over the edge and kill Noir, which as we can see, that was not something that was an option because right. he ain't going to let that happen. I like no. I said overall, this whole, this thing was something I, this, this originally came out in March. It is two months later. Or so, right? No, three months,
1: uh, three, three, three.
0: I don't know why I thought it was May though. <laughs> um, I'm still
1: keeping it as May too.
0: Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of sad it took me this long to actually watch
1: it. Me too, because I kept seeing it pop up because I think it was when I was watching Box um, Machina. It kept suggesting this, and I was like, and of course I love the boys, and I was like, oh, I'll watch it. Because like, I didn't really know what it was, and I was like, oh, it's kind of like a, I thought it was like an animated special, like an hour and a half kind mm. of thing and I thought it was something like that to kind of bridge the gap between the, the second and third season or kind of something like that and I was like what and I didn't really look much into it and then it kept popping up and I was like oh it's like an anthology thing I'll watch it at some point and then, yeah you, you brought it up and I'm like alright well I'll check it out and I'm like wow I'm glad I did because this was great Um,
0: so my thing is this we've had a lot of these recently I don't know if it's um, what's the one on Netflix love sex and robots
1: uh, death love and robot death love
0: I, I don't know what Either caused way, yes. this like influx of us getting these like yeah. anthology things, but I mean they've they've been around for a while. Animatrix is one that everyone points to from way back in the yeah. day. Um, Star Wars, the Star Wars one. God, yeah. I oh, they, they 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 officially announced second Sea. and I am I am hailing that as like one of the I greatest things it, right? that Star Wars has done and it's absolutely and it's it's the same thing with this is have what you will about the boys but this one had a comic accurate story like completely accurate to the comic story which was great it introduced us to a world of just all these different writers artists and 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 minds playing in the world of the boys and it's great and i'd love it's something to where you have the playground of an established universe, but you don't need to play with the toys everyone else is being made to play with, if that makes any yeah. sense.
1: And, you can play with those lesser superheroes in that action figures, quote unquote, that were in the bin. Yep. And you can actually make some pretty, you know, a little bit of an imagination. You can really make them an intriguing part of the universe.
0: And, and, and I, I like this, I like visions. I think there's some other stuff that's. I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff that's done. Yeah, this there's way.
1: definitely anthologies and stuff like that. But I, I, spe- I think it works especially well with anime. I mean, there there are other obviously anthology shows that have been around a lot longer that are live action. But I think with animation, it's so cool because there's so many animation styles. I mean, there's really, I mean, there's an infinite number. I mean, an artist is going to create their own style. So I just, I, I like seeing not only the the lesser known aspects of this world, but in, like you were just saying, in, in these different art styles, I think that really adds this nice life and kind of shows how everyone sees, you know, there's this world we're all familiar with, but everyone sees it differently.
0: I, I like it. I mean, I know that, um, oh, that's the other one, Batman. Um, there's the Batman one they did a while back. Like, it's Gotham Knights. Something that's done in all these oh, different I've art styles. Oh,
1: never, I've never watched that. Maybe something
0: we should do at some point. Uh, it's, Absolutely. It's All, all these are great. It's something that's flowed around. I'm just glad it's becoming more prevalent mm-hmm. because it's getting these weird out there, like, artists and stuff and art styles that, that that really give their own imagination to stuff. And that's the thing. Like, comics and stuff. Does everyone draw Superman the exact same? there's a template there's a definite template you have to check certain boxes on but everyone has their own little touches to it and that's the reason i like this so much is it has all these nice little touches like justin royal and stuff every one of their pupils is going to look like some little squiggle like someone was sitting there drawing trying to draw a very bad circle with a pen and i love that it is instantly recognizable i like um rick and morty i like um oh polar op so- sorry solar opposites and i'd love the one in this an animated short where pissed off soups kill their parents like i said the, the art style is great and the humor is great and i i'd love these anthologies and i i i want more of them
1: yeah i mean different not different art styles but like what if yeah what if as well anthology style and then the way it actually plays into the greater mcu it's not just like oh here's the spin-off that's like telling it's like yes we're getting these alternate universes but it's not just like here's us oh look at what could have happened like it plays into the actual continuity and canon of the mcu
0: god we we did we haven't done a what-if discussion but i think it's definitely warranted because one there's a new season of it coming out um yes at some point also we have a lost episode of it technically too that exists yes we do mm-hmm. um which which is weird because i saw so much promo for that and i kept forgetting Like I kept going, oh, where is that episode? And kept forgetting it doesn't exist. Well, it exists, but it wasn't put out. So, and it's weird because it's like it's very kind of essential and key to the overall story, especially with the um with the um not the gemstone grinder, the um the infinity stone grinder things. Yeah, I'm sure that was something that was very relevant in that particular episode, but we kind of didn't get the relevance of it. So I. I, I love anthologies. I'm glad we, we got to do these. Also, from a behind the scenes at this point of view, these are really fun to do because they're something that, I mean, we get different opinions on them. I'm yeah. sure if you go back and listen to our Star we did a Star Wars Visions. Well. Yeah, we did. I think did. there was, did. Yep. There, 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 there was beyond argument on which on who liked what more. And in this one, yeah. I mean, it was kind of, I, I had my ups and downs. This one had a solid through line though. I, and I will say this, sorry for star wars this had a more solid through line than the star wars one did like from beginning to end this is solid star wars there's ones i'm not going to ever watch again unless you tell me i have to for some reason (laughs) this i could turn on and have it play through and be like awesome so with that being said eric what are you playing or watching this week
1: Playing or watching. Uh, you know, one thing we didn't talk about that I'm I'm, I'm very much looking forward to is Ms. Moonball started this past ah, week.
0: Ah, I did forget that. I have not watched it yet. It's need it, to.
1: Coming, coming off of um, Black uh, Moon Knight, it is so polar. You, have you gotten a Moon Knight yet?
0: Oh, I've, I finished Moon Knight.
1: Moon Knight, okay. Moon Knight <clears throat> irritates me
0: because it is like one of the lowest rated ones, but I'm like, it. it's good. It's real good.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's, it's really not the best, good. And but it's real good. What I liked about, and, and I'm not saying I didn't like this, but like Moon Knight is so dark, but also like has very, very few direct references to the MCU. Um they're just very, very tenuous. Whereas and but we know it's set in there, and we know that it's gonna play into it later, but then Ms. Marvel, the first episode, has it is just nothing but MCU reference after MCU reference after MCU reference. But it's also very bright and colorful. And I am pleased to say, you know, you and I discussed this. It does play. It does have a lot of that sort of what reminds me of like Scott Pilgrim going on. Oh. Um, a lot of sort of surreal visuals that are sort of like what's happening in her imagination into the real world. So it, it visually, it's really great. I don't know where they're going to go with the story, but I'm but I'm very intrigued by it. So I'm, I'm excited for the next episodes.
0: Speaking of which, um, you, you did point out you are reading Scott Pilgrim.
1: <laughs> I finished it.
0: Okay, good. did, I you, did through that. Did you catch the Akira reference? Then
1: did I catch the Akira reference?
0: Because they did talk about it in the lead up for the death battle. I don't the know third, if I did or the, not. The third boyfriend punches the moon.
1: Oh yes, yeah
0: that that one hundred percent is a direct reference to Akira, huh. the manga, not the movie. Because
1: that you know what, the I didn't so. I didn't see – for Death Battle, I didn't see the live – I didn't see the beginning part because they did like the live premiere and I just oh, happened to go okay. onto YouTube. And it was like right at the end as they were going into the battle and I just – and I was like, oh, I need to go back and watch the, the buildup at some point. I just – I haven't. So I didn't see that at all. But yeah, OK. That makes, that makes also, sense.
0: Also, fun thing for the movie, the Scott Pilgrim movie, when you see the moon, you do see a giant crater in it. The movie never explains it though but if you've read the comics you know that he teleport he flies up there and punches the moon which in a weird turn of events in the akira movie that's never done because that part happens later in the manga so it's 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 this weird like fun fact that i know that's not very fun and is probably the most boring thing i'll ever tell anybody (laughs) but it's there and it's something i like to just randomly be like hey this is a small detail that only i seem to notice so yay And now my thought is this. We are getting, is it—is it animated? Is it an animated Scott Pilgrim series or is it live action?
1: It's It's animated.
0: Now, my question to you is this. Do you think Scott Pilgrim would work as different ones or do you think it should be the same art studio doing the entire thing?
1: I feel like it should be one because it has such a stylized look already. And I love that look. And I think that really, because I think they're going to just tell the story of Scott Pilgrim. If it was going to be, if it was going to be an anthology, then sure, I think they could maybe do that. But I just, I think being a straight through series retelling of, of the of the of the comic, I think keeping that art style is is good.
0: Okay. All right. I, I know that they're bringing it, and like I said, my thing is I'd like to see the different art styles just because, oh, that's cool. But, of course, my purest heart would be like, no, I want to see it done in almost the exact same art style. And if they deviate anywhere from it, I will be upset and negatively review this on IMDb now, because apparently you can negatively review stuff on IMDb.
1: Now, I will say that is a, that is a universe ripe for... Exploring other characters and stuff, so I would also be down for a Scott Pilgrim anthology series exploring different characters and, and events and stuff like that. Um, I, so I that that would be good too.
0: I know he's done other stuff, I just yeah, don't know if it's a connected universe. If that makes any sense, I,
1: that's the thing because I've seen because I, I want to read some of the other the other series and I've looked in the art style, is obviously his art style, but um, I have not. Seeing if there's any connections or not. So I'm I, that that intrigues me because I do want to see if it's connected. But if it's not, I I like I like the story, I like the writing and everything like that. So I'd like to see if I like these other works as much.
0: All right, so Eric, you'll be catching up on Miss Marvel. Any games?
1: Yes, okay. I'm kind of in between games right now. I've I've, I've started a few, and I just ha- oh yes, you know what? I know what I'm gonna be playing because it doesn't come out yet. The new Ninja Turtles game, Shredder's oh. Revenge. That comes out Thursday. I've been and seeing a lot of stuff
0: for it, so that explains why.
1: It's There have been some, some deep plays of it, and it looks really, really good. They just announced um, Casey Jones is a playable character as well. So we have the four turtles, April Splinter, and Casey Jones as playable characters. Um, it's got up to six online co-op turtle it's like you know they're based it's based on like the the 80s and 90s konami turtle beat-em-ups but there's also like a single play because it's also made by the the team that made the scott pilgrim game so there's a single player mode yeah exactly this made me think of it there's a mode kind of like that with single player mode where you can kind of there's more exploration and you can do some light leveling up and getting stronger kind of stuff with with the different characters so It looks to be a lot of fun. A lot of I don't know if they got the the same voice actors back or they just use clips, but there's like sound clips from I think the '80s cartoon that they use. So uh, I'm very excited for it. Um, I think some of our friends over on the Secret Levels Discord are uh, getting it as well. I think it's going to be fun to 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 team up and play online. So you should get it too and team up and play with us online. I will definitely. I'm assuming Switch. Yeah, it it's on I think on? it's so that, so here's the thing it's on everything in fact actually it's coming to Game Pass day 1 but no one can find out like I've been we've been searching online no one can find out like if it's cross play or not hmm. so obviously I'll be getting it on Switch but uh but people are still trying to figure out like if you just google it the only thing that comes up is there's still no word whether it's cross play or not and I really hope it is because that would just be more options for people to, to team up and say cowabunga
0: exactly also um as this anthology discussion uh turtles anthology would actually be pretty cool
1: it would be a lot of fun it Turtles would be. would be a great property for that
0: it would be because you can do like the gritty comic book like original version of them too and that which would be gritty and well
1: i mean the turtles have already had enough styles in and of themselves in terms of just animated stuff I you mean... could even just go on that Haven't they done that though? Haven't in like one of the,
0: one of the series, they, they had like different versions of them show up from all the different, there,
1: there was a crossover episode. There was like a special, it was like a movie and it was set in the, um, the, like the late nineties turtle series, late nineties, early two thousands, where it was, there was a dimensional warp and the eighties turtles came there. And then they ended up seeing all the different universes with other turtles, but then they ended up in the comic book universe where the turtles were just super gritty and everything like that. um, they did that and then there was i haven't seen this but the there was a crossover with the 80s turtles and the 2012 series where i think they came to the 80s turtles came to that universe of the turtles and that one's in 3D and then i think they end up maybe going to the turtle universe from the 80s and they were in 2D and so they have done some crossover like that between the different styles But, um, of course there's the new turtles style there's the new, 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 like I think currently running Ninja Turtles series. There's like you said, there's the comic, the comics, there's multiple turtles comics. Of course you've got the movies you could play off of. I mean, there's a million styles they could go off of and there's a million more they could, I mean, it's, you're not tied to official styles. Like they, Justin Roiland could do a Ninja Turtles. God, I'd love that. (laughs) It'd be amazing.
0: It, it, I I can't wait to see what dumb character he's going to bring in and voice. (laughs) <laughs> um. So as for me, aside from me watching the um announcement trailer on Netflix for Sandman for like the fifteenth billion time, I take it you have or have not seen that.
1: Not it's, seen that.
0: You should go watch it. Um, I I have high, medium, and mediocre hopes because. As I think I've established before on this show, while I do love the works of Neil Gaiman, I think I can, I can. think we're going for a trifecta in three weeks mentioning it, uh, not all of his adaptations are the best thing in the world. They are good, but it's one of those things where I do turn up my nose and I'm like, I think the book was a better version of it. Because your imagination is limitless, where media and everything like that is limited. But I'm excited to see what they do with the Netflix, because... It does involve a lot of DC characters, so I highly doubt those are going to be involved, but we will see. I'm excited to see what they do with it. And from the trailer, it looks all the mind-boggling craziness that the Sandman series is known for, so I'm excited for that. Uh, as for what I'm going to be playing, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly don't know right now. I'm, I'm kind of in between stuff. I've I've got... I'm. I'm trying to attempt to complete all of Elden Ring, like all the achievements, everything, which involves me having to do another playthrough still. But I can just. <laughs> but the cool thing about that one is I can just focus. It's you seriously have to make one choice at the end different, and that's all you got to mm-hmm. do to get the fi- to get the quote unquote final ending ending achievement I need. So. Yeah, whereas the one I'm doing right now is you got to do a whole storyline, which I'm in the middle of. Which isn't hard to do, it just is time-consuming. Right. So, I'm, I'm trying to just get that done so I can be like, I, I platinumed it, it's done. I don't have to ever go back to it, as I slowly keep going back to it for no apparent reason. <laughs> um, but, I am excited for the upcoming Sonic game they are doing.
1: Which, yes. Which
0: will be coming out soon. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm looking this up real quick, because I know it's soon-ish.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's this year. It's definitely in the next. I mean, it's by the end of the year, and we've got what six more months.
0: Actually, you are incorrect, sir. It is on the twenty third of this month. According, I'm, I'm I'm talking about Sonic Origins, by the way. Which let Not me guess, the, you haven't seen that?
1: Wait, that's the one the where one they that's...
0: redid the um the original games with like anime cutscenes and
1: everything. Yes, 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 yes. I, I kept getting, because there's the open world Sonic game. Uh, That's I, the one I, was, I thought you were talking about. Okay. If, yes, if they, I, it, yeah, I, know, I, I knew about the Sonic Origins, but I, keep, I always get those, because that other game has like a similar like Sonic blank or whatever, and I keep, and I always get those two mixed up. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm excited for that.
0: I'm, I'm like 2D Sonic, I'm there. I'm there for 2D Sonic. I am 100% <laughs> there for 2D Sonic. 3D Sonic, ugh questionable um so yeah that's what i'm excited about and that does come out soon so i will probably be playing it sooner than later which i'm excited for uh we will be back next week with another nerdy topic and until then keep it nerdy keep it die bomb show